Hello, 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 and welcome to the Heart, Mind, and Voice Show. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so happy to be here tonight. Uh, I'm having a little technical difficulty tonight, so you'll only hear me and not see this gorgeous face. <laughs> but you can see the other two fabulous and gorgeous ladies on tonight. It's your girl, Coach Shalanda. We have Miss Sirius K. Hello. <laughs> and Miss Queen A tonight. Hello. Woohoo. So, hello, HMV fam. We miss you guys. We're so excited to be here with you on tonight and discuss some of these amazing, hot, um, blazing topics that we have on tonight. But before we get started, we always want to know how was our week and how's everything going. So, how was your week, ladies? It was uh -huh. good. Good, good. Sorry, yeah, hello, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> I had her on with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good. Coach Lonnie, it's like you on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 I sound that professional. Yes. Yeah, it's not like a radio broadcast. I know. Guys, yes, give me more. Tell me. <laughs> Your voice is definitely meant for radio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, um, my week was good I had a um it was a, a very really really good week it was a lot of work though I had so much um work to do you know like I have my side business as well as you know a regular job so it's been a lot of work it's just I've been up to like four or five in the morning so I'm glad that yesterday and today I was able to catch up on a little bit of rest so I'm happy about that that's awesome. good what about you, Miss Series K? Yeah, my week was similar. <laughs> Just a busy week. Work, 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 more work, more work, work. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> but other than that, it was it was a blessed. It was a great week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. My week was... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say my week was um kind of busy work work working busy 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 um but you know uh today definitely ended on a great note we celebrate the home going of my little brother uh -huh. so, um mm -hmm. that was very near and dear to my heart um you know on a very special occasion you know to celebrate with um, family and friends and um, other special people that was a part of his life as well. So very excited, you know, was very blessed um, yeah. to, to, to be here. So very blessed about that. And um, the thing, and, and, you know, it was such a sweet spirit, um, you know, it was such a sweet spirit today that was just present among mm -hmm. all of us because, you know, a lot of you know the condition of my my little brother and to just know it was like a true celebration. And I said, wow, even in the, the celebration, you can get all teary eyed and just, mm -hmm. you know, not really cut up and get all on the floor and maybe fall out, fall into the hole like that lady did on Meet the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> pull nobody out the dirt. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You didn't have to do all that. <laughs> but, you know, in the sense that, you know, with his condition that, that can, he's no longer in that condition. Now he's, ex you know, celebrating and excited for many that don't know. He was, you know, um, he had a condition and I'll just say for, I'm not going to pronounce the doctor ter term because <laughs> it's about 15 syllables, but he was brain, 
uh, damage. So, um, you know, he had nurses around the clock and he, you know, progressed time, little time, over, you know, over time he progressed and did little things. Um, what we, you know, many of us take for granted, you know, on a daily basis, um, you know, he couldn't experience that here on earth, but to know that he's laughing and talking and running around and having a better time than we are yes. <laughs> right about now, yes. that, um, that really, you know, causes, causes, you know, you to really truly celebrate because it's so hard to let loved ones go, you know, it's nowhere near a celebration because we're, we don't mm-hmm. want to let, you know, our loved one go. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you really, you know, get to be in the moment, mm-hmm. you really can understand a lot and appreciate a lot. And 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 and, and then um, the one person that brought, you know, we have a matriarch in the family that's 102 years old. Wow. Um, <laughs> and if I tell you she was walking around better than all of us would have came. She was hitting the the males, telling them to get out of her way. <laughs> she wanted to make her rounds. A <laughs> hundred and two. And if I tell you all I could do is pick up good energy from her <laughs> at a hundred and two years old. Isn't that wow. okay? <laughs> so um, it was good. And then, you know, I got a little other sad news. Now, this is this is hard for me. Don't y'all pick on me. But the family can't pass away now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but you know, we all know Coach Shalonda love cats and um every she sent us memes with a whole bunch of cats and she is like a cat fanatic. So when she mentioned it, I just I, I didn't mean to laugh. I felt so really so bad, but you know, at the same time, like yeah, she really took it hard. <laughs> yes, the family cat has gone on to be with the cat lord, so you know. <laughs> We love and miss her as well. We know that she's enjoying all the kids. Uh, what's fifty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, our condolences definitely to yes. you. And I'm glad you get to spend time with family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. And just be around, especially during this time. We really do need family mm-hmm. and friends. Yes. yes. No matter what we're going through, it's a good time to share with family and friends. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely grateful and blessed. <laughs> So much, ladies. I appreciate that. Yeah, that goes out to you and the family. Family, if y'all listening, our condolences. Yeah, from, absolutely. For voice, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, let's definitely get into our show tonight, ladies. Um, we're going to start off with our hot topic. Please, HMV fam, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much, Nikki. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just read that <laughs> right in my mouth. You know, I had to hunt for my glasses because I threw them somewhere. I'm not going to begin to tell y'all about that story. But, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so our hot topic tonight, ladies, Lord have mercy, what is going on with the com- comedians of the world and, and, and people? I tell you, this world, ooh, 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 I don't know, Queen A, if you have a, a astrological word for us, but... <laughs> <laughs> saw in the blogs and um, social media where T.I. had a meltdown over one of the comedians that um, he went to, I guess, one of her um, shows. However, of course, now we know that they have made up, but I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the video of where he got on stage when she, um, you know, when they had to, when they said words, but um, it wasn't, the, the joke 
about his allegations were not initiated by her until he made a statement um, towards her. And then she clapped back with, you know, something about, you know, was she going to change her wig, I believe, <laughs> the color of her wig or the wig. Wow. That wig, though. But anyway, <laughs> you know, when he shared more about his cases or allegations, and uh, yeah, that set it off for him. <laughs> right then and there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the question is, and what many has been asking, what is what is going, what joke would be, you know, what can you not joke about or what is going too far when it comes to joking? When it comes to comedians, of course, in our generation and era, um, they joke about a lot. I mean, everything. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know, ladies, what do you think would be a no-no to joke about? Okay. You know, she she her she said that uh nothing is off limits, but to Mm -hmm. me, in my opinion, and I've heard other comedians say this, uh to me, kids and wives and family, I think that should be off limits. Absolutely. I I really do. Um, because of course you never know uh, a person's conditions and what they're going through and things like that. Um, and as far as like in the allegations and stuff with T.I. and all that kind of stuff, like he said, um, there was never no, they never got charged with anything. Um, they were just allegations. And he said he, you know, they didn't do anything wrong, him and his wife and things like that. So, you know, uh, <clears throat> just considering what they went through and the amount of time that they went through it and some of the allegations uh, that went forward, some true, some not, some, I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of touchy for him. I'm, I'm sure, but um, I think in the beginning, I think she was joking about some about sex and stuff like that, and I think he took it personally, and yeah. that's when he attacked. And then she said, "Well, okay, well, let's talk about the allegations." So yeah. I don't know if she was referring to him or not, but he took it personally, I guess, because he had been on stage talking and he was right there. So I guess she, he thought that it was a personal attack but yeah i definitely think that family should be off limits that's just my opinion yeah i yeah. agree queen a what's your so, thoughts i mean it's just it's just a sensitive time i mean it's just people are really um you know you just never know what people are going through and you know i i would say ever since the pandemic it's just been really a sensitive time and so people need to be very mindful of the topics that they are um you know bringing to the forefront and making jokes about especially when it comes to allegations like that's a very serious thing and yeah. so you know he don't want to be i mean he did what he did right but he don't want to be known for the allegations against assault you know he don't want that to be brought up again he already had to deal with a lot going through that so to be reminded of that and to make a joke of it i think that's very insensitive um comedians they can hit below the belt though <laughs> you know is yeah. is their is their act is their you know that's what they do is their world they, they're comedians but i think it's a way to do it where it doesn't have to come across, you know, in such a, a, a way. Um, and then also you do it right in front of the person. Like that's just total disrespect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but again, when it comes to astrology, again, we are at a very sensitive time. And, you know, with the way the planets are aligned, you know, like before we spoke about Aries, now the moon is in Cancer, which is e- extremely sensitive as well. And so um, we are in a time where is, you know, you gotta be mindful of what you say to people and how you talk about people's lives. I mean, Granted, they put their lives out. They think about Will Smith and his wife and, um, 
you know, and, and T.I. and his wife, they kind of put their lives out there for people to really comment. And social media, would, you know, they would tear you up. So you put your life out there. You got to expect that it's going to happen. But to for a comedian to do it in your face, I mean, that's really something that's serious and that will really um, hit home. And some people really just flip out over it. So you got to be mindful of what you're saying to people. Mm-hmm. Like Nikki was saying, people are more sensitive now. Therapists are needed now more than ever. That's mm-hmm. so true. I have a a, a, a client that's a, a counselor, a therapist, and she was saying that so many therapists are backed up like they are overbooked, like booked for months and stuff like that. So they are really in need, you know, that lets you know where the mental state is of the country right now. Yes. 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 That's pretty bad. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the good thing, I'm, go ahead, Coach Yolanda. I was just going to say, um, it's a good thing that many are now going to counseling. I think that's excellent, especially mm-hmm. in our culture that once upon a time dismissed it or looked at it as something's wrong, you know, with me versus, you know, I need some help in this area or that area. So, um, you know, I count it. It's, it's a bittersweet thing. I mean, yeah. as far as the comedians, you, you know, um, I think they should stay out of the audience when it comes to jokes. I agree with Nikki on that. Definitely. Um, and I know that so many of them are raw, especially the ones that have really made it, you know what I'm saying? The ones that have really made it and aren't on top, um, you know, make jokes. I know they're going to be hardcore, dark, edgy, um, but just be smart about it. You know, like Mm -hmm. be, strategic about your your jokes mm-hmm. to you know a person have to think and then once they get in the car and leave oh dang he was talking about me you know <laughs> <laughs> oh dang mm-hmm. she meant me she was talking about my shirt but you know whatever, <laughs> <it is. laughs> whatever it may be but just be more uh, cognizant of your jokes and be more aware read the room you know yes. uh, understand the audience that you're talking to and that you're gonna you know be joking you know things and then understand the type because you know there are different types of comedians like I would not put um uh Will Smith and deal with he's not a comedian but you know Will Smith is very funny you know he's he's definitely could have his moment i wouldn't put a nick cannon i would say because will smith never did stand up he was way more you know into the movies and stuff but Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't put nick cannon and i don't know maybe you guys have heard that real low vulgar side very raw side of nick i i i mean while and out whatever i don't really watch it but even when i if i do skim through it i'm like eh, i still wouldn't put him next to a dl that no, will, right. you know demolish him right <laughs> yeah. you know um now kevin hart definitely i would say can hang with the dl although kevin hart still i would say is a light lightweight for me as for dl is tough and rough and hardcore i mean yeah he is (laughs) (laughs) he is truly a king of comedy so you really got to i you know cat william is vulgar i i don't know you guys may like cat williams but i think he's hilarious you do i think he's very um I don't know. I look at him like uh, I don't know what category because he's <laughs> he do a lot of stunts in his in his act, his comedic act, and 
I don't know. I just put him in a different category. I don't know. But I know with just true raw comedy, DL and Cedric the Entertainer, of course, when Steve Harvey was doing stand up and, you know, um, truly those kings and it, uh, Earthquake. It's been a while. I don't know if you guys used to listen to him a lot. He's kind of mm-hmm. rough. But yeah. Yeah. Was- yeah. <laughs> but yeah. says she love Cat Williams. I, I love him. He's a Virgo. <laughs> he's, one of me. He's, he's a Virgo. So that I definitely love him for that. <laughs> But um, Cat Williams, you know, most of the time he high. Yes. <laughs> first came out, I liked him, but then later on, I could see that he was he was on there just high. I'm like, this see, is, see, I, I knew what he wasn't funny to me. I was like, he's just high, talking crazy. Yes, it's something about him. Like, what is it? So that's what it is. He's and he's up. dramatic. That's what I love. Yeah. You know, he's dramatic. Yeah, Nikki said his voice is funny. That makes yeah, it more funny. But you know, um, some of his stories is like. I understand where he was coming from, and mm. but he's very dramatic, and just yes. like you said, the way he sounds and everything just makes it. I mean, you know, at the time he wasn't funny. I don't know what happened. I think he was on that stuff too much. Yeah, but you know, but he was funny, and um, I think when he went through a period of his life where he, you know, he was going through, he got arrested, and so many other things was going on, and I think I don't know if he got involved. You know, this is allegedly, this is just, I don't know the whole story, but I think he got involved with other drugs. And after that, he just kind of took a, you know, a toll. So, yeah, I think that he was, I think that he, uh, you know, he was in the military. And I think I remember him talking about, um, I don't know if he had PTSD or what type of mental uh, illness that he had, but he was supposed to have been on medication for it. Oh. So I think maybe he was off his meds. Something. That explains it. Yeah, make him act like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that's our take definitely on comedians. But, I um, think. You know, it's on the, with um this new this new up-and-coming comedian. I think, well, first of all, Chris Rock, he's a he's a veteran, so he should have been mindful, but I think his joke was a little, it wasn't, it was a little, it wasn't to me, it wasn't, I want I don't gotta be careful with my words. It wasn't, it was, it was rough in terms of what Jada's going through, but I don't think it was such a, now I don't want to say a big deal, but I don't think it was something that was really like that caused, you know, the situation to happen the way it did. But with this woman, I think she's like, you know, she's up and coming. So she's probably learning her way through the comedian world and, you know, what to joke about, what not to joke about, especially when it comes to T.I. I I mean, you know, he's, he's ATL, he's all ATL. And then you come in and, you know, he was part of the standup. And you come in and you just try to take over and just mention something about him. It's just, that's like, to me, that's disrespect. So, um, especially because he's been in the game, you know, for a long time and for a new up and coming community to come and just mention allegations. It's just kind of rough and very low bow. You know, that's, a, that's, that's definitely hitting below the belt. Yeah, you can tell she need a lot of owning her skills and yeah, just a lot more getting out there and, um, you know, um, working on her craft because yeah even the way she responded and I can't remember if I saw her interview talking to maybe one of the Breakfast Clubs member or something she was talking and she was actually explaining what happened and about you know how they made up and all that stuff and I said yes you need a lot of work on um some of them may need to come in as a lightweight like Kevin Hart in the beginning you know how he just blew up his you know his tours and stuff and he just mm-hmm. became just uh, he's a top notch now so, yeah, yeah. so i think you, know, you may want to start off light and work your way 
you know, and it just depends. Cause I know Monique did not start off lightweight and whoo. I mean, you know, of course she went through a journey, but she's, you know, back on top now. But mm-hmm. um, you know, some people just have it and some people might have to take a different route. But go ahead, Queenie. What I like with Kevin Hart, um, especially when you think about Monique, like, you know, her as a comedian and artist, they joke about their personal lives, not yeah. so much about oh. Yeah, everyone else. And um, so, you know, so they're very mindful that they tiptoe around others. and They're very mindful not to really go there when it comes to other people. But I've been to, you know, comedy clubs and, you know, they're up and coming comedians and they would, they would joke, you know, they would look at somebody in the audience and joke. And, you know, I thought that was kind of wrong, but they didn't really go there in terms of like, making it so bad, you know, where the person felt very uncomfortable, but they did, they would reach out and look at someone in the audience and kind of talk about the person, you know, in a way, like, especially if you're sitting there with somebody, kind of mention something, but um, it was funny, but at the same time, like, okay, yeah. don't, don't continue on. But Kevin Williams and, I mean, not Kevin Williams, sorry, Kevin Hart <laughs> and Monique, <laughs> they, um, yeah, they're very, um, they talked about their own personal experiences, which is made, you know, they were really good at that, so. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Well, moving on to a higher note, <laughs> getting off these comedians. Let's talk about ladies celebrating rejection, celebrating rejection day, national rejection day, which was just this past week, April 6th, 2022. And we hear that it has, what is it? Sorry, Chart. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, you not it? <laughs> but you know, it's definitely a spin and a twist, clearly and obviously, on this day when Sirius K brought it up. At first, you know, our mind goes to the obvious. What? Celebrate rejection. But then when you, you know, when you think about it and and you um, become aware of the twist, you're like, oh, well, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world because so many of us have been rejected in relationships and jobs um, in the family. I mean, you name it, we've been rejected from it. And it has been for our greater good, to say the least. So I would definitely say celebrating Rejection Day, National Rejection Day, can definitely uh, be a day of celebration um, because it can cause you to go back and reflect on your past rejections and then to see where you would have been and to look at where you are now. So woohoo, let's celebrate it, ladies. <laughs> Queen A, what's your thought on celebrating, honey? Tell well, me. For one, when um, Sirius K brought it to our attention, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know it's actually a day where you celebrate rejection like that. You know, it's good to know all these different things that came about. And, you know, when you study the history of it and um, understand Charlie, even when it comes to tuna, is a whole story mm-hmm. around that, which I didn't even know. So it was good that Sirius K brought that to our attention. Yeah. But I want to um, read something our producer had sent to us in terms of the um, the history behind it. So she said, National Sorry Charlie Day on April 6th each year encourages us to view rejection from a different perspective. It's a day to think about the times we have been rejected, whether we've been rejected by a sweetheart or a college or a prospective, em- prospective employer or the bank for a loan. We've all been refused. The day also gives us an opportunity to reflect on how we survived the rejection and what we learned from it. So I think that's very powerful. And, and you know, especially mm-hmm. when, when I think about rejection, it's interesting because um, 
for those of you, I mean, who don't know, like I ghostwrite other people's books. So one of my clients, I had to write something um, this week and we were talking about being grateful and also um, understanding how to redirect yourself when you've been rejected. So it's interesting how this is all coming about. And, um, and this is what we had to learn. This is what I had to learn because I can say I've been rejected in so many areas, so many times. <laughs> You know, it got to the point where I'm like, well, God, but it causes you to create your own way. And when you've been rejected, you know, whether it's from an employer, a relationship or, you know, whatever, it causes you to, you know, sometimes we begin to wallow in that rejection and not think about sometimes the rejections for our protection or for, for our redirection. So we have to learn that sometimes um, when we reject it, just thank God for it, just say thank God for it, because perhaps... It just wasn't the season for that opportunity at that time. Maybe it's not an opportunity, um, but we have to look at a re rejection in a different way. So um, just hearing that, I, I'm learning to just celebrate rejection. I'll be mad as hell, but after that, we're celebrating. <laughs> you know, so after that, I, I am learning to celebrate, you know, rejection. And thank God that, you know, I, now I'm learning even more so now to trust God in his direction. Because sometimes we can want it, we want a certain path in our lives. And sometimes God wants something totally different. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying this for everybody because you got to be tuned in with spirit. You know, I'm someone who's very tuned in with God, you know, and everything. So sometimes I have to understand that this is just not the direction or his will that he had for my life. Um, and just, you know, being mindful of that and trusting and thanking God that whatever happened in that, re, you know, rejection period, it was redirecting me to something else. And just really quick, I just thought about jobs that um, that I was turned down from that I really wanted. And then today, the opportunities is so much more greater than those jobs that had turned me mm -hmm. down, you know, a while ago. Or, you know, so I just see it just I just see a lot of um, I'm learning to be very grateful for the opportunities that's now coming my way through the rejection. So yeah. serious K, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, those are my thoughts exact. Um, out of rejection come blessings. You know, I think about a lot of rejections over my life that I've had. And it's like, after I've been rejected, you know, I'm so down and I'm so upset and disgusted, but then God opens up a new door and gives me a better opportunity. And I go, oh my God, I dodged a bullet. I'm glad I didn't do that. Or I'll go back and I find out like maybe um, I was trying to apply for, to get a car or something. And then I'll find out that, okay, that maybe this place was kind of uh, like scamming people or, <laughs> you know, just you'll find out that it was like just some fraudulent stuff going on. Then you're like, okay, thank God, you know, I got denied that loan or I didn't get approved to get that car or whatever the case may be. And, you know, God is just, I, I look at it as God protecting us. He's just protecting us from those things. Mm -hmm. um, I can I can remember getting uh, rejected from this apartment one time, a long time ago. You know, I applied for this apartment and, and I'm like, what's she talking about? Background and and um, <laughs> I owe somebody some money. I don't owe nobody no money. And I was so mad at those people. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then I went to these other apartments and it was just easy, easy. It was quick and this and that. And then I had a client, a client that lived in the apartments that I was trying to get into. And she came and she was complaining 
about the apartments and i'm like what's the name of those apartments so i would never go over there you know so she t- i was like girl i want to live over there so bad she was like girl you better be glad you didn't move they don't fix nothing they do this they do that wow i was like oh my god thank you you know i dodged yeah. the bullet so i'm like god is always i thank god for always having his uh having his covering over me and just protecting me and watching over me because there have been many times that I could have been messed up. Uh, We we often think about rejection in relationships as well. You know, we all (laughs) can think about some guys or girls that we are like, okay, I dodged a bullet on that one. (laughs) And sometimes do y'all ever find yourself like, seeing the guy the per- the person you know with somebody else and then you go oh girl you just don't know yes <laughs> yes mm-hmm. you be like oh i wish i could tell her <laughs> but yeah i look at uh, a rejection as god sometimes it's god's blessing god's way mm-hmm. of blessing us Absolutely. yeah it is it is <laughs> funny you know? um, yeah. That's funny, serious cat. You said, Oh, I wish I could tell her. I'm not for real. I'm even <laughs> on the same side. But you know, people think you hate me. So I'm just like, I'm just let find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, you know, I've had that experience where I was definitely told in the beginning, warned, forewarned, mm-hmm. and um, and just exactly what you said. Oh, they're just hating. Those are mm-hmm. the exact words that came out of my mouth. And you know. Yeah. In hindsight, it was for my protection had I listened. Yeah. <laughs> my redirection and my elevation. <laughs> had I listened. Okay. So you're absolutely right. Queen A, did you want to say something about you? Um, I don't know what I was gonna say, but whenever <laughs> I was dating, um, well, I wouldn't say I was getting to know someone and well actually, yeah, okay, I could say that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so you know we are we, we in a way we're in a relationship. So um, I wanted to really you know take the relationship to another level for a high commitment, and he didn't want to. He wasn't ready. And um, long and behold, maybe a few years later, he got involved with someone, and you know, and he was cheating and still trying to come back, you know, to me and everything. And I said, you know, I thank God that I didn't get involved because look at it, like he's he's yeah. cheating. So I wouldn't want to be in a relationship where a person is cheating and, you know, go stepping outside the relationship, trying to get with somebody else, because it shows like you're not, you know, you're not content with the person that you're with, or, you know, maybe you just want to just have one night stands. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so again, I remember that experience was so hurtful to let go of that connection, um, especially when I wanted it so bad. I used to pray about like, God, please, I wanted to be, you know, with this person and thank God that. You know, now looking back at it, I'm like, Lord, thank you. <laughs> he knows what's best. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And it's like, so now, I, like I said, I am so learning to trust God. And, you know, and sometimes it's our own mind that causes like the rejection because we think negative about it. And sometimes, you know, in most cases, it is God protecting us from something because, it's all, you know, we think that we know what we need. And that may not be the case. God knows what we need. And sometimes he's giving us, he's trying to give us more. I remember I was trying to go for a place and um, it was an apartment. And, you know, I remember I keep getting prophetic words about a house. And I'm like, no, you know, like I'm single, whatever. But I remember being turned down for the apartment. And then next thing you know, I got approved for a house. I'm like, well, how the hell that happened? How did I get approved for, you know? So God has a way to bless you and he knows what you need. And 
And I just thank God for that. And that's what I'm learning now. So when it's when rejection comes, it hurts like hell sometimes, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to trust you through this process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of rejection, let's move over into being rejected out of, um, I believe one of you mentioned it, friendships, relationships, Mm -hmm. these man-made cliques, or these um, organized (laughs) groups. I won't call them those names, but just think about the colors, popular colors of the world. But anyway, <laughs> moving on, um, the status clicks. Um, you know, there are so many friendships um, uh, that have been developed, you know, through clicks. And there's so many, there's clicks. And, and, and the unfortunate part, there, 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 is, there are clicks in churches. There are clicks on your jobs. There are, you know, um, I mean, all over, there's always going to be a group of people that believe and operate in a sense of thinking that they're better than others. And um, most of the time, I won't say all, every single time or 100%, but I can definitely say, you know, the majority rules when it comes to cliques where um, most of the time, you know, the, the energy is low. The energy level is low of those clicks, and then they don't know as much as they appear to know, <laughs> and it's unfortunate, you know. But it's 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 the truth. Um, I've never, I'm not clickish, and I'm not into clicks and all of that stuff. I'm very, um, you know, uh, I'm just very forward. <laughs> Um, I have my own mind. I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I'm not the type that want to, you know, run after someone or, you know, so anxious and willing to please or have people think of me as a people pleaser. So not so quick as that. And when I think of clicks, I think of all of that, all of the above. Um, Share some of your, um, I guess, thoughts and expressions when it comes to clicks. Serious K. Um, I think it's it's kind of like Nikki said, you know, cliques are real childish, you know, and you would think like, you know, women of a certain age, you know, yeah. wouldn't be interested in cliques or, you know, this group and that group and because I'm better than you or we got this, yeah. and that, you know, but it's so it's so interesting. I remember when my daughter was dealing with uh, friendship issues and click issues and yeah. you know and I was giving her advice and I and I told her you know I said you know what I say the sad part about it is this doesn't change even when you get older the things mm-hmm. you're going going through with your friends now in high school you're gonna you're gonna go through <laughs> through that in college and until uh, adulthood you know mm-hmm. um unless you completely separate yourself you know, and you're down to one or two friends because yeah. it, it. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's like we get over to our 30s, 40s, and 50s, and it's still doing that. And I think the housewife shows kind of make kind of like these shows kind of, kind of you know, um, what's the word I want to say? Kind of bring this stuff on. You know, people try to be like them and act like them and. You know, these people, they this just entertainment, you know yeah. what I mean? And um 
I just, I'm friendly with everybody. I find myself friendly with everybody, anybody. I ain't got to be in no clique. I ain't got to be with this. <laughs> I ain't got to be with that. If I like you, I like you. If I love you, I love you. You don't have to have the, have a certain amount of money. You don't have to have little money. I don't care who you are. As long as, you know, you're a nice person, you're, you're a respectful friend. And I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much good with everybody. Now, you know, I do uh, believe in, you know how people say you should surround yourself with people that have, that are like-minded. You know, I believe in that, you know, because sometimes people can bring you down because they're always negative and talking down. And you like, I don't want that in my spirit, so I'm going to have to try to push away a little bit. You know, you try to, you try to encourage them and instill some positive things in them, and they still talk in the same way. Yeah, you have to separate yourself from people like that. You know, you do have to find friends that are like-minded, you know, that are talking about moving up, having goals, dreams, you know, that are a little more spiritual, you know, you're kind yeah. of on the same level, but you definitely don't frown upon people because you think, because they have less or you think they have less than you, you know, that's just not the godly way, but clicks are happening. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's the, I think it's the entertainment business that's bringing a lot of this stuff on. You know, and, and it's sad that, you know, you got women in the 40s, 50s, and 60s <laughs> that's mm -hmm. clicking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good, good response. Queen A? Well, you know, I'm in ATL. ATL is known for the clicks. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, because they be on the housewife shows too, girl, fighting. And <laughs> yeah. I produced a matter of fact, I just said she's a housewife highlighted the click friendships. And I've, I've, I remember before moving to Atlanta, um, someone that lived in Atlanta, she moved to, you know, moved back to New York, but she said to me, like, New York is heavily, I mean, like, New York, ATL is heavily, you know, influenced by clicks. And I remember moving here and I remember working at a job. And I mean, like, I, I felt like such, such the outside and outcast, like, because they had a click. And um, I could not be a part of the click because I was not from their area, I was from a different state. <laughs> And so I mean, I ended up quitting the job because it got bad. Like it got to the point where um, it was just a lot of stuff going on just because of the fact that I was not a part of, you know, the clique. And so I try to be, you know, not, I mean, I try to be friends and try to connect, but I was like, hey, whatever. So it got to the point where we became enemies and we could not even work together. So, um, you know, it's just crazy. But I want to read a quote that Albert Einstein said, even though he's talking about women, I think it's for everyone. He said, the woman who follows the crowd will usually go no further than the crowd. The woman who walks alone is likely to find herself in places no one has ever been before. Mm -hmm. So I love that because that is very, 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 very true. And, um, you know, just to say really quick, I remember working at this job here in the ATL. And um, one thing they said, as a matter of fact, in New York, too, one thing they said to me was um, they asked me to, to um, lead over something because they said they noticed that I'm, I don't operate and hanging clicks, you know, because everyone on the job, they had a certain group that they would go to lunch with. And I just kind of mix and mingle with everybody. And because of that, they said, you're not biased or, you know, you don't, you don't operate in a click. And because of that, we're going to ask you to lead over this or head over this because you see things from different perspectives and you're not just, you know, you're not just trying to side with one, one group of people. And, you know, Coach Lana, you know, we went to, uh, we had a, it was a um, church conference or business conference in New York. And, it's like coach, I know how I am. Like I'm, I'm a networker. I will 
I mean, I will work the room like it's nobody business. Like every, I'm, I'm not just in one, you know, set of people or set yes. of group. I would just talk to everybody. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm networking and connected with every single body. Right. Um, now, I would say this. Um, I wouldn't say um, I do believe in status, but status in terms of not not necessarily just money status, but in terms of like serious case said, being with like-minded people. Um, and then also people that's higher than me because I want to grow higher. And it's like, I, I can't grow higher if I'm operating with people that's lower, you know, that's lower than me in, in some aspects. So I do like to learn from people, which is why I mix and mingle with different, you know, groups of people, different cultures. I love different cultures because I get to learn so much more about, you know, the world, about myself, about other people. And that's how I grow in life. So I, I don't think people should operate in mix at all. Yeah. I think it keeps you in a comfort zone. And I think people like to be comfortable. So they stay within a certain clique because it keeps them comfortable. And some of that stuff is all about con control. And it reminds you of like a mini cult type thing, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So it's about control with cliques. And I think even with certain organizations, you have to be careful because, you know, you have to. Well, you know, I just praise God with gifts, gifts that, that he's, you know, embedded within mm -hmm. me and, you know, talents discernment the, mm -hmm. you know oh my god the gift of discernment because you have to be careful with a lot of organizations mm -hmm. out there because you know they will present status a lot of them will but you know at the end of the day it's a huge click <laughs> I like how it sound but anyway it's a huge you know of everybody following this one person that desires to be worshipped or you know admired it's always that one person that actually get someone that is not is not filled with self-confidence to kind of help them lead off this click and then there they go with you know getting people involved and they build up this little you know their little group and and it's all about them and they represent really no nothing like i said before mm -hmm. as far as the energy level I mean, if you really, you know, you guys have been presented with, you know, from, you know, with people that are in cliques and how they want you to be a part. And the energy level is negative. I mean, it is really mm -hmm. nothing. And if you just, I don't know if you guys have ever, uh, well, I know you have 40 some years. <laughs> I know you've been approached, you know, by individuals. Um, and it starts off, and it's so sad, y'all, because it starts off in school i would say in grade school and yeah. of course it gets worse and worse and worse when we go to college there are clicks in and out through and, and it's so unfortunate and but there are there are mm -hmm. groups there are organizations that only because of that name but then when you're like okay look outside the mm -hmm. world to see what are they really doing what are they doing but they mm -hmm. only say i'm this or that what are you doing in society Right. You don't know it nothing until mm -hmm. they tell you. Like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> but they really stand for nothing. Like, what are you doing in the world to make a difference, to make a change versus I'm this or I'm that. And I'm wearing this, uh, you know, this month because it's this, you know, day. Okay. You know, and then they'll look down, even within themselves, the, the clickish and the clickish organizations within, you know, will look down on each other. 
Right. But mm-hmm. you represent something, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yet you're looking down on your, regardless if they're not blue, you know, like you are, but they're yellow. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. down on them. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the definition of the definition of it all, you know, and just looking at it and just giving like a real life definition to click, it it's really low and it's really right. worthless, you know. So right. Um, right. have you guys ever been um, approached by any clicks and what was your response <laughs> well i didn't know they were a click until, you know <laughs> I, I started like being around them i'm like and they started saying different things like well you know you should do this and you should do and people like that get mad at me because i'm <laughs> I'm real strong-minded, and I'll just play it off with you, like, oh yeah, off of and then they be looking for me, like, what she she said, and then they see me again, oh girl, yeah, you should do. I said for real, oh okay, <laughs> and then they hit me with it. I was like, girl, no, I'm just no, I'm yeah, yeah um, you know? <laughs> oh okay, well do you, girl? I have my little sayings. I'm like, oh do you, girl? Oh that's all. I understand. You gotta do what you know. <laughs> Do what works for you, girl. And they be then they start rolling their eyes like, oh, I can't get her. I can't get her. No, you can't get me. Because I'd rather be by myself. If this yes. is what I gotta do to make friends, I'll be I always say I'm good with me and my it's just me and him. Okay. Because I can't because I cannot be controlled. You're not gonna do that. Mr. Bowens can't control me, so you definitely not I'm like no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come in the yeah, real sad. Yeah. What about Queen A? Have you ever, well, I already know you did not come up with Queen A. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna tell a story anyway, because you said never mind. <laughs> no, but um, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But anyway, um, you know, I definitely have been um approached. I mean, I, I would say, you know, if this this is a very interesting topic, would you consider the church a clique? It's a bunch of clicks in the church. <laughs> right, right. And so I've learned a lot about church clicks. And yeah. I learned that it doesn't work for me. And um, I'm a very free-spirited person. And um, I don't, I, I, how can I say? I want to be combined for my words. Um, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't like to be controlled, like Sirius K said. And um, mm-hmm. I think, oh, you matter of fact, you know what? That's what we have in common, ladies. That's why we all here together, work together. <laughs> we do not like to be controlled. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think no one likes to be controlled, right? But some people, you know, they're able to put up with it. But um, I have experienced that in the church. And um, I, I have experienced feeling like the outsider because I did not want to stay confined within the clique. And, um, but also I have been approached by certain groups of people, um, when it comes to sexual experiences. <laughs> so that I would say is a quote. And, um, you know, I, I'm the type and before I wouldn't say I was so strong minded as I am today. Like today I'm very outspoken and I will let a person know. And the crazy thing about it is because, you know, when people meet me, I am, I'm, I am the nicest person. I'm a sweetheart, but then it's like, they don't know the other side to me that they later, you know, learn to, they, they get to know. And so um, I have people approach me thinking that maybe I was naive or gullible until they learn otherwise. Mm-hmm. But um, so people try to approach me with, you know, to be in a certain clique to be maybe, you know, 
switching partners or maybe same sex, you know. So I have experience. <laughs> I just say I just say I have experience. I mean, they people have come to me to experience that to be a part of that clique, and so. Um, no, I, I absolutely not. Like, no, nope, yeah. absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. And so, um, yeah, so I have been approached and I, I'm not the, I'm never been the one and never will be the one that a part of a clique. Now I would say the church I was going to, they do talk about being, being, you know, um, belonging to a community, right? Cause some would call it a community rather than a clique. And so, um, they, you know, they, they did use the words as belonging to a community and being a part of community because you, they, the definition they gave was you, you get your identity in the community or you get your identity in a clique that you're a part of, right? Because you, you kind of, this, this is who you associate yourself with. This is who you identify yourself with. So, you know, some people may say it as that, and that's a good thing too. Um, but you gotta be mindful of not just going you know, not just operating in just that click, but then you want to go outside and learn different things. Mm. Now, isn't it something serious, Kay, that Queen A says she's free-spirited, she likes to do her own thing. Now, when we're at the conferences and I like to do my own thing, and if, you know, the, the cliquish people are looking for me, <laughs> she sometimes will chase me. Wait, she will look for me for them and say, hey, <laughs> There she is over there in a mind of my own business, doing my own thing. Don't want to be bothered. Right? No, no, no. Coach Lonnie <laughs> would go in the room. Like, no. I mean, we were supposed to be going out to lunch, to dinner. She would go in her room, be by her lonesome self. No, no, no. We're going to go out. We're going to go. But so, yeah. So, she's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not into clicks. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you know what? When I come to Texas, Nikki... Serious K, we going out. Forget about Coach Alonzo. She's like, <laughs> Hallelujah. They went, uh oh, Nikki. Nikki said, That's me. Uh oh, Nikki. Right, Nikki. I'm going to hang All out with Serious K and her friends then. <laughs> Girl, it'd be me and you. Right. <laughs> you know, you get older though, right? And you do like, I've gotten on my son forced me to go out yesterday. He was like, mom, you have to get out. And I do go out, right? Like I go out, mm. I've been dating this guy. So I, I go out every week. And um, so I do get out, but I guess because I was in the house all week and he's like, you know, he come to the house and he's like, oh, you here again? First of all, I live here. <laughs> it's my house. Okay. And he's like, well, go out, you know, go out mom and enjoy yourself. And it's like, you know, I'm in my forties now. And it's like, I've, party so much and I come to a point where I do like my alone space. I do like my time. Yeah. I, you know, and it's like when you have a focus and I had to I had to talk to my son about that. You have a focus. You know, you don't always want to be out and about. Mm -hmm. And so um I am learning that as I get older, I, I am still a person I like to, you know, associate, you know, go out and meet different people. But I also like my time to kind of rest, be to myself, work on whatever I need to work on. So yeah. I yeah. love being at home. And and that's yeah. And some of my friends get mad at me about though. It's like when you, like when they ask me to go somewhere, I have to look at my schedule and they get mad. They like, wait, what? Uh, you know, or they'll say, well, okay, well, what about this date? Well, what about that date? You know, you have to tell me like way ahead of time. You can't call yeah. me and say, hey, can we go out to eat tomorrow? No. Yeah. So exactly. everything I do, it has to be scheduled and planned because mm -hmm. I mean, everything. It has to be. When you're married. So I'm telling you, especially being married. So that's why most of the ladies, like if you see me on a picture with ladies, we went out to eat, they all married. 
Mm -hmm. down there and so and they called they planned this a month ago (laughs) (laughs) they planned this a month ago they asked me a month ago because they know how i am and like let me ask her now because she (laughs) if we wait till tomorrow she ain't going and i just try to make people understand that you know like you said i have a husband i have a job i have school I have sleep I need to get. <laughs> so even if it's nothing that I want to do, that nothing is scheduled in my plan. Yeah. I'm, I'm scheduled from this time to this time to do nothing. Sorry, I can't go. One hundred percent. I'm speaking my language tonight. Yes. Now you know it's interesting, right? Because it's like a serious case that you plan the month ahead. Like I'm the type of person, like, like it's crazy because the Virgo means a planner, but the other side, like, is mm. not. But it's Not like, I don't really like, like if somebody say, okay, and I say, cause I, I'm like, yeah, let's go out. You know, I'm like, yeah, let's go out. You know, like they plan the month in advance. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll be all excited about it. The day it comes, I'm like, I was trying to make excuses. Like, oh God, what oh, can you I want to know? <laughs> See, just say no, I just say, I learned to say no. I used to say yeah all the time. And then there would be me, oh, so now I just be like, no, 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 no. What date? Okay, now we can do something in June. Okay, cool. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you, like, you got to like, let me know, like, if you give me a month in advance, like, it's probably not going to happen. Like, because most likely I'm going to change my mind. If you tell me a day of, or maybe the date in advance, then I could probably like, you know, like, okay, you know, because I, I can't change my mind about it. Yeah. <laughs> but you give me a month in advance. I'm excited about it then. But then when that day come, I'm like, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nikki says she's an uh, introvert. She is definitely speaking my language. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Do I come across you guys as an extrovert? Well, Queen A. Oh, oh, well, I don't know. Do I come across you guys as an extrovert? Or an introvert? You, you can go both ways to me, in my yeah. opinion. You're both. As far mm-hmm. as getting out, I th- you know, of course you're an introvert, but you <laughs> come across sometimes <laughs> as an extrovert. Oh. <laughs> I think um, I think for those that know you up close and personal, you're extrovert, but um, in, in out in public, you know, you are definitely an introvert. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say I'm an introvert. Um, I, you know, I think the extrovert side is on the other side, the professional side mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, professional side when, the, when I need to be, but mm-hmm what I'm comfortable with is in my own little world <laughs> and yeah. just really, you know, um, my favorite thing is movies. And I mean, that is the highlight of my day, uh, night, whatever is movies. I don't get to watch it, watch them a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, busy with life. And then, you know, you get to you try to squeeze in some rest because <laughs> mm-hmm. you need that right the next day. But then when you, like Sirius K, when you have that moment of scheduling nothing, <laughs> my nothing is my, and I am the type, I'm a movie freak. I will, you know, go to the movies alone and be all excited and happy. I love horror movies. Can't really find a lot of people in my crew that likes horror movies. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of clips, I'm going to create me a horror clip. <laughs> you need to hang with mama. Yeah. <laughs> And we're going to be hanging out. We're going to the horror movies. And I'm going to be like, you know what? What my peoples? What my people? <laughs> I'm going to have my own little horror click. That's what I'm going to do. 
So I'm glad we had this conversation. But before, <laughs> before we end the show tonight, we definitely want to get into this topic real quick. I think this is a juicy, spicy topic. Um, again, HMV fam, that my girls, um, Sirius K and Queen A, you know, they always got to be messing with one of those topics. <laughs> so this one is dealing with marriages that um, could they last longer if there was some good treatment. And when we say good treatment, we're talking about good food. We're talking about peace. We're talking about some good loving. I mean, all is well at the crib, at the castle, when the man is being treated like a king and <laughs> be treated like a king, queen. Uh, definitely the man. <laughs> Can the marriage last longer if that man is getting everything that he so desired when it comes to good sex, good food, and peace? Um, I would definitely say that uh, <laughs> good food, I don't think that's that really matters now because so many couples do not have the time to to cook and to you know really uh take care of the family in that way because of our busy lives there are many that cook but not on a regular like they did back in the day maybe when we were growing up but mm -hmm. um, i would definitely say so good food i mean you know restaurant has nothing to do with your wife you know what i'm saying so when it comes to that to me that has nothing to do with the good sex and clearly that has nothing to do with it or we wouldn't have all these baby mamas and baby daddies um when it comes to peace in the home uh yeah i think that has some a little something to it but i definitely would go against this and say no it doesn't good food good sex uh-uh nope that will not help the marriage longer so that's my answer on that and you go seriously <laughs> yeah i don't think that's I don't know if it's, I'm trying to see how to put this because the question, if <laughs> men receive, because I don't think the stability of a marriage doesn't depend on um, just the sex and right. the food and, the, you know, peace, of course. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we all want peace. So uh, I believe men and women alike, you know, want peace and you want good sex uh you know some of us we ain't care you know some men will tell you they like listen i don't care if you don't know how to cook as long as you you know like you said i come home it's peaceful you know uh i'm, I'm feeling loved and you know and supported and you let me take my rightful place as the man of the house as the husband of the home you know then we're good and the same thing um with the woman as long as you give us what we need and and yeah. make us happy you know we're good we ain't going nowhere now if the person is just the right out cheat a cheater or a dog they're a dog gonna be a dog it don't matter because i've seen so many good women get mistreated and and left and you know just put put aside so um you know i think it just depends on on the person on the man you know where he is and and if he really wants the marriage or if he really wants the woman why why is he there is he an opportunist or does he really want the marriage um so it, there's a lot of questions uh that can go into this topic and a whole bunch of subjects that can come <laughs> out of this topic so yeah i think that 
um, I think that as long as we're all getting what we want and what we need, and that's why communication is so important. You tell a person what's important to you, what you want and what you need, and and you both uh, compromise and uh, just make a decision that you, you, you're willing to do whatever it takes to work and make the other happy, then marriages, they can last. I remember this woman <laughs> one time saying um, at the beauty shop, she was saying that she didn't cook. And me and this other stylist, we were like, and this is when I was in an open salon a long time ago. And me and the other stylist, we were like, girl, you don't cook for your husband. She was like, no. She said, I asked him, listen, do you want, I'm not going to use the words that she used, but you can imagine what she said. She mm -hmm. said, do you want sex or do you want food? Which mm -hmm. one is it? And mm -hmm. so we like, okay. So she was like, he cook. Because he had to make up his mind. <laughs> Basically, she was telling him, I'm not finna cook and give you some which one. So he cook. And, and so he was like, okay. He made his choice. Like, listen, I want some. Mm, so I cook. <laughs> that's the problem. So that's what works for them. They found out yeah. what worked for them and they both are happy. Sometimes you got to exchange what the, you know, fair exchange ain't no robbery, you know? So, hey. Queen <laughs> A, what do you think? Of? Um, well, I, I've asked a few men, um, and then we're going to talk about this topic. So I asked a few of my friends and, um, first Nikki, she'd been married for a while. So she definitely would know. She said, peace, respect, and communication. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, you know, spoke to a few men, a few of my friends and, um, I think it was five guys I asked and two of them indicated, two of them said that they, um, two of them said food, you know, like food, sex, and respect. And um, the other three said they don't really care about food. So, you know, it's just primarily respect, peace, um, good sex, of course. But um, this one guy, I remember, um, um, it's like even in a good relationship, it's like he was always looking for more. So it's like, you know how some people just not fulfill within themselves? Mm -hmm. So they can be in a relationship but then still wanting something like still not fulfilled in that relationship is like, they keep thinking that something is better and keep looking mm -hmm. for more. So although they were in a relationship, always thinking that something, you know, like um, he's married, matter of fact, and um, he cheats on his wife. He stayed in long relationships. Like his, his last, this is his third marriage. And so, <laughs> and his problem was always cheating. Right. But all his marriages has been long-term marriages. And um, I think it's about 56 or 57, but all his marriage has been long-term. However, um, you know, he, this is what he said, definitely good sex, peace, respect, um, food, yes. Um, but it's like, he's he's always thinking that it's something better. Um, and it's like not feeling content with the one that he's with. And of course, when you're in a relationship, you're not going to get every single thing that, that you want. You know, nothing is perfect. So, um, so that's interesting to know, like, why, why didn't he feel, you know, feel fulfilled? Like what is, and I think that was a internal thing, maybe childhood thing. I don't know what it is, but with him, he didn't feel fulfilled. However, he's a type that always need to be in a relationship. So it's, it's almost like codependent. So, um, always feeling like, you know, again, like if, okay, this is what it was. If he did not get attention in the way he wanted to from home, he would go outside and look for attention in other ways. Mm. And so again, he was never fulfilled, right? So it's like you can't get so much attention. So very codependent okay. person. However, again, all the other men I spoke with primarily said good sex, respect, um, and peace. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, there you have it. Nikki said a 20 rule. He's looking for that 20%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. I think sometimes that's the, the other is just extra. You know what I mean? It's just the icing on top of the cake because my husband, he often makes a joke and say, that's how you got me that chicken. When you fry that chicken, you know, <laughs> so I think the food just for, for him is the icing on top of the cake, you know, yeah. it's everything yeah. else. I, I, I like to believe I provide everything that he need because he told me what he needed, what his desires were. And I meet those and I try to meet those to the best of my ability to make him happy. So I think the food is just like just the icing on the cake. You know, he don't he doesn't necessarily have to have me cooking all the time because every now and then he'll get in there and do a little something. Mm -hmm. But it's just the icing on top of the cake. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I meet most of the men that um, I was serious with. Um, they've been cooks. Like um, my ex-husband, he was a chef. The guy I'm dating now, mm -hmm. he's a chef. So this crazy because most of the men like that's, you know, they, I mean, I, I've, I'm learning that that's not a big deal to them. But all, all yeah. them like it is ice on the cake, Kim. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Wow. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's all they kiss. Some, yeah, my husband, as long as he got something to eat, he all right. He like, he like, uh, whatever, whatever you cook, that's what I mean. Whatever you bring, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know your spouse, because every spouse is different and their mm -hmm. need, you mm -hmm. know, are different. Now, the main things a man need, of course, a main thing a man need is respect. Um, Good sex is, you know, it's great. And, um, and food, peace. like, <laughs> like mm. it says, icing, but yeah, icing on the cake. Mm. But when it comes to peace and respect and um, just supporting them with the things that they need, that's 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 what's important. That's what mm -hmm. makes it last longer than, mm -hmm. you know, than, than others. So, you know, definitely get to know yourself and get to know what's good for you when it comes to your mate. <laughs> what works for you you know what's going to be lasting for you and make sure you understand what's lasting for the person you decide to spend the rest of your life with yes yeah that mm -hmm. last marriage <laughs> well ladies mm -hmm. it's been fun tonight hmv fam we appreciate you we love you thank you so much for tuning in and interacting with us yeah. um you guys have a lovely safe and blessed week we are out and we will see you guys. Good Saturday. night, you guys. Good night. Remember to listen to our podcast. Yes. Oh, Spotify, Amazon. Spotify. <laughs> Absolutely. Good night. Have a great week, y'all. Bye-bye.